spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Hello, I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's high school sports podcast that takes you inside area high schools to chat with players and coaches alike. This week, we're talking with Champaign Central football. After months of what seemed like endless talk and debate, the Maroons will finally get to play a varsity football game at McKinley Field this Saturday against Wheaton St. Francis. We'll talk with head coach Tim Turner, quarterback George Rouse, defensive back K.J. Phillips, and linebacker Brock Vandeveer about what that means to them and the Maroons' prospects for the rest of the season. The Maroons are 1-3 with a big win against Granite City in Week 3. The Maroons' defense has been playing good ball the last few weeks, and we'll dive into what the team needs to do to finish strong down the stretch. Me and sports editor Matt Daniels with that and so much more after this break. This is Extra Prep, the News Gazette's high school sports podcast. Lauren Tate, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, and Bob Osmussen drive the definitive Illini Sports Portal, IlliniHQ.com. Your place for nonstop Illini coverage as it happens, all day, all night, all weekend. Your access to unparalleled Illini coverage is so easy at just over a dime a day. All of this for only $3.99 per month. Go to news-gazette.com now, click on the word subscribe, and get the instant Illini information anytime. Go Illini! Coming at you from Champaign Central High School, it's the fifth episode of Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast that takes you around the area inside the best and brightest in local high school sports. I'm Joey Wright alongside News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels. And Matt, a a lot going on. It's crazy that the football season, we're going to talk about this a lot as the podcast goes along, is already almost (laughs) halfway over. We'll hit that point at halftime this week. And, uh, we continue to see some surprises, and something that wasn't on a lot of folks' radars at this time last year was a Champaign Central game at McKinley Field. That's coming up this Saturday, and we'll talk with the Maroons about that. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to talking with Tim Turner and uh, a couple of his players, George Rouse, K.J. Phillips, and Brock Vandeveer uh, later on in, in the episode. But, yeah, the it's finally here. seems like it's been quite the buildup to uh, to this Week 5 game at uh, McKinley Field in, in Champaign, the uh, the Maroons' home facility, gorgeous facility too, was uh, thoroughly renovated. Uh, I'm this old that I remember covering Champaign Central baseball games at that current setup where the football field is now. But uh, anyway, great to, great to see that the Maroons get a, a true home game uh, after playing for so many years at Tommy Stewart Field at Centennial. Uh, second straight week, too, that the Maroons are going to be in Champaign uh, after three straight road trips, especially a lengthy road trip in week three at, at Granite City. Uh, coming off a, a tough 42-6 loss last Friday night against the unbeaten Centennial. But, uh, yeah, just... It's you know should be a great community event on Saturday. Let's hope the weather cooperates. 1 p.m. kickoff uh, at McKinley Field. Wheaton St. Francis is going to come down from the Chicago suburbs. Powerhouse program, so uh, the Maroons definitely don't get an easy easy opponent uh, for this uh, first ever home game at, at McKinley Field. But still, should be a, a great afternoon, and uh, just eager to see how it all plays out. 
Key to the game for the Maroons will be defense. That unit's playing well. Offense has a little bit of work to do. Tim Turner will get into that here in just a minute. Glad you're with us on Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast. The Central Maroons are coming up after this. Stay with us. Hi, this is Meg Rosso from Champaign Central's volleyball team. Wednesday at 7, it's the Illini Football Coaches Show from Papa Dell's, right here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. Fifth episode of Extra Prep seems crazy. We're here already. Uh, Joey Wright, News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels, and a quartet of Central Maroons. Head coach Tim Turner is with us, as is sophomore quarterback George Rouse, senior running back K.J. Phillips, sophomore running back and linebacker Brock Vandeveer. Great to have you all. Uh, big week. Maybe the the most hyped-up game of the season. Uh, so much chatter about McKinley Field. This week you guys finally get to play there, hosting Wheaton St. Francis. Uh, let's start with the quarterback, George Rouse. Dive right in. What does this mean to you and the team? Um, it means a lot to be able to play at the field we call our own, that we work out on all offseason. And it's just nice to have something that says Maroons. Mm-hmm. Tim, has it felt like it's been years leading up to this moment I mean it's been like Joey mentioned it's it's been a hot button topic around town especially the last three months or so yeah it has um, I, I've had the privilege of being around the Central Maroons for the last 17 years so you know it's always been the talk of the town a little bit whether or not we'd ever be able to play a football game here and so when we got this new stadium it, that's been all the talk if you, if you haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> KJ, just what's it like, though, to finally have it be here uh, after months and months of buildup and, you know, city council meetings, canvassing the neighborhood, uh, getting public feedback, good and bad. Uh, what's it like to finally have it be here the, the week you guys are preparing to play this Saturday at 1 p.m. at McKinley Field? Scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really scary because we get to finally show champagne who we are on our home not the team across town our home mm-hmm. so yeah what's, what's that mean for you too is it being a senior uh you know i'm sure you've followed central football for for most of your life been a part of the program too just to, to have that uh have this moment as a senior i'm, I'm sure is is pretty rewarding for you as well yeah, because uh, I, I came in as a sophomore, mm-hmm. so I wasn't a maroon until I became a sophomore, but I kind of seen the entire team and us develop as a family, so it's it's nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. so yeah. Senior year, I imagine, you know, and you mentioned you've only been in the program a few years, but, you know, being a senior and finally, you know, you're among the, the first class in quite some time to play a varsity game at McKinley Field. I, I think that, uh, you know, what does that add being a senior and kind of the final rodeo? This gets to be a part of it. It's a dream come true. Mm-hmm. It's just a, that's all I can say. It's a dream come true. I didn't want to play on this field since I stepped on the field. And when I realized we wouldn't be able to play on the field, it changed like my entire perspective of this season. Brock, what's the best part about McKinley Field? Last year, as a freshman, I got to play on McKinley Field in some freshman games, and it's a really nice field and it's a nice environment. And after you practice there uh, all summer and all fall, it just becomes just becomes natural to step on that turf and walk out of that facility, and you just. You feel the surroundings, but you don't feel it as much anywhere else. So playing on McKinley Field is, is a big opportunity that I feel like 
we've been working for all fall or all summer that we've been trying to make happen. And now that we have the opportunity, I hope our team can make the best of it. And that's it. Tim, what is it like to uh, kickoffs at 1 p.m. Saturday? How different is the routine that will go on on Saturday for your team since you don't have to go across town to Tommy's River Field? You get to have a home game at McKinley Field. What is that? How does that differentiate on Saturday from what you guys are usually doing? Well, you know, the, the only part that will really change is that it's during the day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, typically when we play a, a quote, quote home game. <laughs> He's using air quotes for those that, that can't see. Um, we, we typically will spend a lot of time at McKinley anyway, getting warmed up and doing doing our, our pregame there. Mm -hmm. And then we just show up across town and go out and play. So not a whole lot will change. And, you know, uh, over the course of my five years as head football coach, we've played several games during during the day at one o'clock. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't anticipate it being much of a difference in, in the way we prepare, mm -hmm. um, just the different time of the day. Coach, I want to keep it with you. Uh, something that Brock just mentioned, you know, so much work has gone into this. I know that's been something you've talked about over the last few months is the effort that the team has put in to raise awareness for, you know, playing at McKinley Field and kind of generating some interest, uh, very, very grassroots kind of thing. Just kind of going off that, what's it been like to see the team kind of rally around this cause? Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, I, I've, I've told my kids from the beginning that, you know, this may be something that would happen or not. Mm -hmm. And so to see them dive in and, and give everything they had trying to make this happen, not knowing that they would have any success and, you know, quite, quite, quite honestly, not having a say in it. Um, but but to go out and do the work and see how see how government works and see how see how things can change or sometimes <laughs> not change if that's the case. Um, I think it was huge for our guys and, and having something that they've done they've done together again. Most of the effort of this was by the by by the team um, and and some a, a core group of booster parents that have been really really helpful in pushing this thing forward. But you know just the the bonding that took place during this time has been awesome and, and and as I said I'm glad we get this game but whether or not we would have gotten this game I feel like we, we already won we already won a lot in in the things that our kids have learned and the things that they've had to go through in order to make this happen all right George just what's uh, what's the buzz like here at the hallways uh, this week in Central that you guys are actually playing a home game it's a lot of us because we're just excited to be able to go play on a field that's got maroon colors all over it like that <laughs> that, that means a lot to us mm -hmm. and like people are like around the school they're like, are you guys actually playing a game there <laughs> and like I mean obviously a little bit weirded out that it's on Saturday but I mean I think it's gonna be a pretty good turnout and it's gonna be really awesome mm -hmm. gotcha now Tim you guys are facing a staunch opponent in, in Wheaton St. Francis uh, we're supposed to play Urbana initially uh, the Tigers unfortunately don't have a varsity team this year how did the game come about uh, against St. Francis uh, in, as far as getting them for the for this week five game at all? Sure. Um, well, I've got to give a shout out to our athletic director, Jane Stillman. She's been tireless in her efforts mm -hmm. um, ever since the, the um, Urbana team announced mm -hmm. that they wouldn't be playing. I mean, she was on the phone from, from, <laughs> from Chicago to St. <laughs> Louis and, and any place in between just trying to find a game. And, you know, the thing of it is we could have taken a forfeit mm -hmm. And, and had a, again, in quote, uh -huh. win on our record. But I think it's more important for this group of kids to compete. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what they've worked their tails off all summer long is to compete. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was, it was her um, efforts that really kind of made sure that we had a game. And, and again, um, it, it's really just about 
being able to get out there and play football. Mm-hmm. The 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 again in air quotes <laughs> win um, wouldn't really mean anything yeah. having not earned it right Mm -hmm. so now here's an opportunity for us to earn a win against albia a a pretty good football team Mm -hmm. um and so you know our 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 team has been this season has been already battle tested right Mm -hmm. we we open with normal west and normal community and and a pretty good centennial team Mm -hmm. you know so all of those tests only get our our guys ready for this game that's going to be coming up on saturday and you know we wouldn't have it any we wouldn't have it any other way George, we'll go to you here, and, and Coach Turner, I'm sure you would have a, a good answer for this as well, but you know, when we look at the team, 1-3 and three so far this season, a lot of good uh, opposition um, and a win against a good Granite City team, but you know, George is the quarterback. How have you seen this team kind of come together on the field, and as we kind of hit the halfway point, which you'll hit at halftime on Saturday, <laughs> uh, crazy to think we're already there. Where do you think the team's at right now as you kind of get to the mid- middle part of the season? Um. I think we're closer than we've ever been because the adversity of this season has brought us together tremendously. Obviously, we were really close, and this off season, putting in so much work brought us like a lot closer because of how much work we just worked all together and just being around each other so much. But I feel like we're a family here, and like we do anything for each other, and it's just grown more and more going out on the field and battling and having to trust your teammate to uh, have a block catch the pass, score a touchdown, stuff like that. It's just we trust each other with pretty much everything. KJ, you play uh, corner uh, on defense. Uh, this is your, your time to, to give a shout-out to, to some of your teammates. Who should who should uh, folks be paying attention to on the defensive side of the ball for the Maroons? Um, well, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, I don't think. Unless you're a mom or a parent, I don't think you should focus on one player because one player can't stop in 11 men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole defense helps each other stop a play. Mm-hmm. And as long as we all have each other's backs, we can all come together and stop many plays no matter what team it is. What's it like? You know, you've opened with uh, four really good teams and having seen you guys play on Friday against Centennial, you know, that's a high-powered Chargers offense. You hold them uh, pretty well off the board in the first half. Uh, you know, they had a short drive that they scored on and then punched it in on a, a big chunk play. But the defense holds them to, what, 14 points in the first half? I mean, what's it like to see everything kind of come together and realize that this this defense can kind of hang with everyone? It's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal because um, – I've seen a couple players like I've been around. I haven't been around for that long, but I've seen players grow. Like mm-hmm. I've low key seen the entire defense grow, including myself. And seeing how we were against two teams that we weren't so confident about, but our defense was able to stop them, kind of boosted like everyone's confidence in our defense. Brock, what's, uh, what did that week three win at Granite City? Long bus ride to the to Granite City and back to, to Champaign, but but getting that close eighteen to thirteen win in, in week three, just what did that guys what did that do for the entire team's confidence, do you think? Definitely going back to the defensive part of the game. I mean, KJ had a pick six and uh our we had a return to punt. Mm-hmm. Ronald our, Baker, touchdown. Ronald Baker, Baker. yep. <laughs> yes. And a blocked punt that uh-huh. put us in very good field position for an easy offensive touchdown. And as our defense, we realized that 
we're going to have to play hard and we're going to have to keep the team alive and that our defense is definitely going to have to play the hardest if we want to win games. And that that win, after the game, just seeing everybody's face, you felt something three hours away mm-hmm. at McKinley Field, playing anywhere. You just you felt you felt something that was really good. You felt the team. You, you saw smiles. You saw people that were proud of each other. And that that's what it's all about. So, mm-hmm. I mean, more of that to come, you know. Mm-hmm. Big, uh, you know, big win at Granite City, followed by, you know, Rivalry game, Centennial, uh, obviously disappointed. I'm sure you guys were with, with the loss last Friday mm-hmm. night. But how much do you think it helps having this home game on, on Saturday, the chance to play at McKinley Field? Just kind of, It's not like your typical game uh, after a tough loss to Centennial. So how do you think that just is maybe helping you guys this week at all? I definitely think we have the home field advantage at McKinley Field, just knowing that's that's our field. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something new, so – Hopefully all of our guys are just they feel the energy and they're they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I mean either way, wherever we play we're gonna become ready to play, but since we're gonna be playing at McKinley Field, we're gonna be ready to play. George, I wanna go back to you. It would apply to Bronk as well, both sophomores. <laughs> KJ's kind of the old man on the team, right? Not a lot of uh, seniors. Uh, KJ, obviously, a great talent, as so many of them are. But by and large, it's a young team. And, you know, obviously the goal each week is to come out and win, right? But, you know, you also lay the foundation for years to come. I mean, where do you think the program's heading? Just knowing that you've got so many juniors, so many sophomores, so many guys are going to make an impact, not only this year, but for years to come. I think our program's heading in a really good way. Um, we got a lot of young guys that are really good but like also our seniors have like ma- helped us mature and be more confident in ourselves and like like really I just want to shout out the seniors because they've made life so much easier being a sophomore like they've showed us the right way to walk around the right way to be at school the right way to carry ourselves during the game the right way to just pretty much do everything so yeah the seniors have made it really easy. KJ, what has been the the focal point for you and and the fellow seniors and and trying to pass wisdom on, you know, get the young guys kind of involved in the program? What's kind of been the the secret sauce for you guys at all? Being respectful, (laughs) being committed to showing them the right way to go and letting them know that no matter what happens, we are a family. And families stick together through any type of battle, win, loss, death or alive. Mm-hmm. Families stick together. So, yeah. now, Tim, you guys are at one and three. Uh, I'm sure this is a cliched question, but do the playoffs start this week for you guys? Is that kind of how you have to treat it a little bit? I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the goals for us has been obviously the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been it's been several years since we've made the playoffs here. Um, but, you know, you, we touched on it. George touched on it a little bit. And the, the thing about this team is every week we're getting better. And whether the score tells you that or not, um, the program is growing. So, yeah, this is this starts the playoffs. But, you know, I think it starts so much more. I think it starts a jump start to what could be a very, very good next three, four years for Champaign Central Maroons. It's a great opportunity to restart the season, right? Kind of a clean break uh, pre- and post-McKinley Field era, if you will. <laughs> Absolutely. What area do you think the team has improved on most since week one, if you had to pick one? Um, I think we all we've touched on it already. I think defensively, mm-hmm. um, I, I think our defense um, ha- has really put us in 
some good positions. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately right now the offense is, is not firing on the same cylinders as the defense is, um, and it has put the defense in, in some, some tough spots where, you know, we, you look at some of these scores and, you know, anyway, they're 40 points here, 40 points there, and you, you think, man, What's going on with that defense? And, and that's just cl- not the case. Um, the defense is playing lights out. Those guys are growing, and, and every week um, we're seeing improvements. So I, I'm excited about I'm excited about this week. I'm excited about the entire season. And that, you know, yes, again, we want to make the playoffs. But whether or not that occurs, I, I really think that this program is going in the right direction just based on um, the, the growth and, and development we're having from week to week. And the fact that you have a home game at McKinley Field. And the fact that we have a home game at McKinley Field that these guys made happen. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We plan to have a Facebook Live audio stream of that. I know it'll be a good visual, right, playing at McKinley Field. But we'll and coverage a, in Sunday's news. Plenty of well. pictures as well, exactly. yes. So, so. Uh, online and in print, uh, we'll have plenty of pictures. But if you want to hear the game, <laughs> Facebook Live is the place to be. Uh, all four of you really appreciate your time. Wait a minute. If you want to see the game. Mm-hmm. Come out. Come out. There you go. Limited tickets, but you can pick up those tickets at the athletic office. They're already selling. I think they're going to sell maybe 700 or, 700 mm-hmm. or so tickets. So. So please come out. It, it, I think it's going to be an awesome time for mm-hmm. the community, mm-hmm. not just us, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's the beauty of what this game brings. That's the beauty of what being able to play at McKinley brings to us uh, is because it's not just a, a um, huge day for us. Mm-hmm. It's a huge day for the city of Champaign. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of proud alumni still around here, and, and we expect that there's going to be a lot of them at that game. So, we, we, man, we're so excited. When, when Saturday night hits, Tim, and you're able to – decompress maybe you haven't watched the game film yet what do you think what do you what's your big takeaway what do you hope is the big takeaway from from saturday afternoon at, at mckinley field I, I i'd really love for the big takeaway to be something we've talked about throughout this whole podcast is family mm-hmm. I, I really would like for the takeaway for this to be that um you know we, we put together a a very good family um atmosphere a very good family tradition um, for a lot of people to come out and enjoy. And again, it, it, it's, it may seem like we're, we've only talked about ourselves, but this is not just about us. This is about mm-hmm. so many other Maroons. It's about um, the, the 2015 class mm-hmm. who were st- uh, in the state mm-hmm. semifinals, yeah. right? It's about those guys, because yeah. those guys kind of built the house, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's about Tommy Stewart. It's mm-hmm. about um, some of the old coaches that have been around the program. It's about Jeff Trigger. It's about mm-hmm. those guys, and, and to have the opportunity for us to be able to be the representatives of it, I, I, I'm just stiked. Gotcha. Awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, great stuff. Appreciate your time. And and if you can't get those tickets in time, you know where to tune in. You know where to follow along. Guys, uh, thanks so much and good luck this week. Thanks for having us, guys. guys. Absolutely. Transfer Portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! 
A big thank you to Champaign Central Football. Pains me a little to say that as an Urbana grad, but uh, their time uh, is appreciated. How are you doing, Joey? We went to Centennial last week and Central this week. You, you feeling okay? We were at uh, Urbana the week before. Yeah, we were yeah. at Urbana the week before. Yeah, so Tiger soccer. Making the rounds. Absolutely. George Rouse, K.J. Phillips, Brock Vandeveer, and head coach Tim Turner. Their time is appreciated. It's a fun program to spend some time around, and they're in for a big one on their home field on Saturday. Wheaton St. Francis coming to town, and we won't get uh, too far into the weeds on that one because we just talked with the Maroons about that. But I'll I'll, I'll pick it up kind of where they left off. It, It is a good chance for the Maroons to turn their season around, kind of a clean break from what's come before this. Yeah, I mean, week five is is here in the high school football season. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, at halftime of each week five games, that's technically the midpoint of of each (laughs) team's seasons. But on on Friday night, there's a a big game also in in Champaign at Tommy Stewart Field at Centennial. Uh, The Chargers and their never-seemingly endless supply of games at Tommy Stewart Field play their fourth straight game at that <laughs> venue this Friday night. Uh, the Chargers are at 4-0, host Danville. Uh, 3-1 and the Vikings are this year. I'd say if you would have asked me back in August if Danville would be 3-1 and going into this game, I don't know if I would have believed that, but uh, Centennials at 4-0, I think they, they've lived up to the preseason hype so far, and, and Danville's come away with some hard-fought, close wins. Uh, last week, they beat Bloomington 28-14. to Centennial's offense continues to uh, impress, led by Brandon Harvey, uh, the senior tailback, and, and Kellen Davis, a sophomore quarterback, progressing pretty nicely as well. So should be a good one, and Joey, you and Kyle Likas will be there Friday night for the, the WHMS News Gazette Game of the Week. It's going to be a lot of fun. We were there last week, of course, saw the Maroons battle the Chargers, and Centennial might not be outright the most talented team in the Big 12, but they're in the Big 12 title conversation, I think, because they might be the most complete team. They mm-hmm. can score offensively, defensively. Their special teams unit is it's got everything you'd want. Brandon Harvey as a punter can do it all. Uh, great athlete. Uh, there's kickoff units really good. So the chargers are complete, you know, it, it, always tough to hang with the normal Wests communities and Peoria's of the world, but and it helps that they don't play community or Peoria this year. Yeah. But and I, normal they, communities, they too. Normal communities haven't a down year by their standards. Mm-hmm. They're, they're one and three. And yeah, if, if this is, if there's any year for Centennial to come away with a big 12 title and in, in football, it seemingly is, is this fall. And, uh, Danville's going to try to wreck those plans on, on Friday night. And then also too, if Centennial is able to get their, their fifth win of the season, that makes them eligible for the playoffs. It, Virtually puts them in the playoffs. Six wins guarantees a team gets in into the playoffs at all, but uh, a five-win team in the Big 12 has as good a chance as any uh, based on the playoff points it would accumulate. And you'd have to think, too, that Centennial should be able to pick up a few more wins the rest of the year. So uh, Kyle Jackson's program's looking good. But Marcus Forrest back, uh, has Danville back, too, to, to some relevancy. It's been a few years for the Vikings since then. And uh, just eager to see kind of how it all unfolds because you got a high-powered offense in Centennial and a, a pretty stout defense in Danville. So it should be a good one Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. 6.45 p.m. <laughs> Friday on Light Rock 97.5.
and whms.com and the News Gazette app, so mm-hmm. no excuse not to tune in. Yeah, and, and another big game in Champaign County Friday night, too. Uh, Unity hosts Bloomington Central Catholic, uh, both 3-1, uh, and one in, uh, both Atlanta Prairie Conference teams are 3-1 and one this season. Unity's won three in a row, had a big 44-6 win last Friday night at Paris. Kale Rowden, uh, first-year quarterback for the Rockets, a senior who started last year as an H-back uh, on offense, but he's really coming to his own these last three weeks, and no surprise that Unity's offense has really taken off as, as well with him. Bloomington Central Catholic um, had a tough loss uh, against PBL last Friday night, uh, but they seem to be kind of be back on that tradition-rich program that, that BCC always has, so uh, should be a good one at, at Hicks Field on, on Friday night. Prairie Central and, and PBL right now are, are leading the way in the Illini Prairie, both at 4-0, but whoever wins that game on Friday night down in Tolono has as much a shot as any to, to come away with, or at least assert themselves in the Illini Prairie title, so uh, eager to see how that one plays out too. Josh Pritchard has done a phenomenal job at mm-hmm. PBL this season, a special year for the Panthers. And, you know, as someone who grew up in the area, Bloomington Central Catholic, you know, a little out of our coverage area, mm-hmm. but it's, it's one of the great compliments I think you can give a school. is It's just one of those schools where you think BCC doesn't matter the sport, and you think, oh, they must be pretty good. Exactly. Like, you know, oh, we, <laughs> we can't take this week off, like, yeah, you know, even no, not knowing exactly. much about them. It's, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I mean, BCC uh, for years and years and years was a perennial power and, uh, had some down years here recently, but they, they seem to be back on the upswing again. And uh, Scott Hamilton and, and his Rockets are going to have their work cut out for them on Friday night, that's for sure. Unity's much the same way. You think any sport you face <laughs> Unity and you got to bring your A game. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, those are the two standout games in our football schedule this week. But uh, we're getting down to crunch time. For the area golf yeah, scene, it's uh, crazy. tournaments. Ah, it's, it's just nuts. We were, we were talking earlier. It's hard to believe it's week five of the high school football season. It's almost halfway over. But uh, next week, Joey, if you can believe it or not, is postseason golf. Uh, <laughs> regional action uh, gets going. Champaign Central boys team has had a quality season so far. Obviously led by Wade Shock, the, the two-time News Gazette uh, boys golfer of the year. Uh, they're in a regional uh, next week over at Turtle Run in, in Danville next Wednesday. Uh, Monticello uh, can't overlook the fact that uh, what the Sages have done on, on the course this year. Obviously had a great team last year. Uh, finished tied for eighth at, at state in Class 1A. Graduated a couple key key golfers off that team, uh, though. So, But the Sages are just reloaded. Will Ross has really kind of stood out. And I know, Joey, he had a big day on, on Tuesday at the Illini Prairie Conference meet at, at Willow Pond and, and ran tool. I want to say he shot a 69. Okay. He went low. All right. I know That's what I would so, shoot yeah. over, like, three or four holes. He did that yes. over 18 holes. So. Yes, these guys. Much I think I said a few weeks ago that these football players make me want to hit the gym. These golfers <laughs> make me want to, you know, hit <laughs> the, the links <laughs> and sharpen my game a little bit. Yeah, going to motivate me to be better. There you go. <laughs> I'm not much of a golfer, though. So, But still, what uh, again, hard to believe that the postseason's almost here. Conference tournaments are, are rolling on throughout the week. On the girls' golf scene, too, uh, Ainsley Winters, uh, Muhammad Seymour uh, picked up an individual uh, title at the Apollo Conference meet on Monday. Reese Claybrook uh, did the same thing for the Muhammad Seymour boys' golf team on, on Monday as well. So the Bulldog, both Bulldogs' golf programs are, are rolling at the the right time and yeah we'll just see how it uh, how it all unfolds and uh, I know I probably speak for a lot of golfers and golf coaches when I say let's just just let's just hope the weather cooperates in the next couple of weeks because as we all know around here it can be 90 degrees like it is on this Wednesday afternoon and tomorrow morning it could be 50. 
few years ago, Snow at the State Tournament over in Blue. Yes, so, exactly. There you go. Like, you never know. <laughs> yeah, depending on what conference you're in, you played 90-degree heat mm-hmm. uh, yesterday or, uh, you know, Thursday. Tomorrow, as we record this, you'll play in, like, it'll be 65 and yeah, a beautiful day. So. Exactly. Absolutely. We need to be like, you and I need to be more like Lauren Tate, who goes out and plays. Yeah, exactly. Still plays golf. Yeah, exactly. He shoots his age, too. Yeah. Cool 90. Um, but yeah, the other sports rolling right along. Uh, volleyball, St. Joseph Ogden seems to be kind of on a little bit of a, a nice run. Yeah. Uh, they topped their, their rival in, in Unity on, on Tuesday night. Joey, I know you saw them last Thursday night in St. Joe. Uh, take down the reigning Class 1A state champs in, in St. Thomas More. I guess what's kind of your big takeaway uh, as we kind of hit the midway point of the volleyball season, especially with, with St. Joe in regards to the Spartans? Really good at the net. They can okay. get up and uh, their, their block is really good. Good, uh, you know, just a well-polished team. A mm-hmm. uh, little work to do. From what I saw, it was a bad night for both SJO and STM in the serving department. Uh, I think that must have just been an off night, though, for both teams because St. Joseph Ogden, uh, you know, pretty well-rounded team and, and so good at the net. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to make you earn it. Uh, you know, you got to hit it. You got to go back row as best <laughs> you can because they'll get up and, and block you. Gotcha. And Mohammed Seymour volleyball is off to a, a strong start too. They're our number one team in, in our uh, our weekly ranking, our top ten that we do. And uh, I was talking to Colin Likas about this the other day in the office. And the volleyball scene this fall just it, they don't seem to have. There's just not like one standout team in the area. Like especially like there was last fall with St. Thomas Moore. You knew pretty much early on in the season it was State Tyler bust for the Sabers, and that was helped by the fact they had three Division One players and in, in Caroline Kerr, Anna McClure, and, and Colleen Hedgie, and, and that came to fruition with them winning a state title in, in November. We always seem to have two or three teams that can go on deep runs, you know, end up winning sectional titles, maybe making the Elite Eight, maybe possibly making it to Redbird at the state tournament. But this year right now, so far, it just doesn't seem like there's like that one dominant team in the area. We've got a handful of, of solid to maybe above average teams, but none that's really kind of stood head and shoulders above the rest so far. No, and Mohammed Seymour right now kind of leading that pack. What a, what a great time it is to be a Bulldog. You know, <laughs> exactly. You look at the football continues mm-hmm. to roll and volleyball. Golf, and <laughs> boys soccer, they're off to a solid start as well too. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a good time over there. Mohammed Seymour have to mention this before we before we sign off. Uh, Champagne Central, since we're here, got to give a shout out to their girls' swim team. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up an impressive dual win against their rival Centennial. It seems. A lot of Central Centennial clashes on the courts or playing fields here in these last seven to ten days. Uh, but uh, the, the Maroons girls' swimming program uh, picked up a pretty convincing 126-60 win in a, a dual meet over at Unit 4 Pool at uh, Centennial on, on Tuesday afternoon slash evening. And uh, they just seem to be locked and loaded over there and wouldn't be shocked at all come November if they end up winning a sectional title because that's what they seem to do each and every year. So just uh, the athletic success keeps uh, keeps rolling on. A lot of great young talent on that team. I did a story last fall on Babette Bradley, mm-hmm. who a sophomore now mm-hmm. on that team and uh yeah the maroons having a lot of success indeed it uh it is an exciting time so much going on middle portion of some seasons getting towards the end of others before we know it we're going to be talking about football playoffs that's right and yeah. and basketball and ba- yeah there you go basketball yeah it's it's Right around the corner. Yeah, we're going to have some teams go deep in the playoffs. I feel like. Not I think so wood. too. I think it'll be you know we might might see some teams at Memorial Stadium. That's true, and in football, and uh, got to mention boys soccer as well as we record this right around the time they're actually playing this match. But uh, the top two teams in our our uh, our weekly boys soccer poll: uh, St. Thomas More checking in at number one this week. St. Thomas or Champaign Central checking in at number two. 
those two going at it right now at, at STM in an, a key non-conference match. Uh, the Sabres are 10-0 and so far this season. Central's 10-1-1, and their lone loss uh, to a quality uh, Urbana team. So it's just uh, it's going to be interesting to, to see how that shapes up too because we always seem to have a team that uh, hasn't been able to break through and, and be a state title uh, contending team, but we always have one or two teams in the area that, that goes through and, and takes home some postseason hardware. And those two in, in Central and STM, along with Urbana, seem to be worthy candidates uh, this fall as well. And more on that match in Thursday's News Gazette. Courtesy of Joey Wright. That's right. Have a little <laughs> recap on that one. Uh, Matt, great time as always. Thank and you, Joey. You're the, the brains behind this operation. I'm just here to try to not sound stupid. I appreciate that. <laughs> you do a good job. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate that. <laughs> we'll see where we wind up next week. But today, a big thanks again to Champaign Central Football for dropping by. Good luck to them as they take on Wheaton St. Francis this Saturday. This has been the fifth episode of Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast, wherever you're listening and however you tuned in. Have a great rest of your day.